was the last time you visited your GP and how long did you have to wait for that appointment? A few days, a week, months? And by the time it finished, how much were you out of pocket after the Medicare rebate? Perhaps you've even had to find a new doctor as overworked and underpaid GPs close their books or even their practice doors. It's no secret many GPs in Australia say they're at breaking point, particularly after three years of COVID. Now, a new report on Medicare says the system is broken, failing both GPs and their patients, especially people with chronic diseases. The Grattan Institute's report says the almost 40-year-old system needs a dramatic overhaul to face the next 40 years. Dr Danielle McMullen is the Vice President of the Australian Medical Association. Welcome. Good evening, Sarah. Uh, Dr McMullen, the Grattan Institute report says Medicare was designed at a time when injury and infection were our, our biggest concerns, acute issues, and now with an ageing population, it's chronic disease that we really struggle with. How does this report propose we change Medicare to tackle that very different problem? Yes, so they're exactly right that we've seen a huge change in the types of illnesses that people present with to their GP. Now, you certainly do still go in with an injury or a sore tummy, but you're much more likely to be coming in as well with chronic or complex illness or mental health problems that require more time, more comprehensive care and really that team-based care. So what this report and a number of other reports over the past couple of years, including the primary care 10-year plan that government has released, they all call on us needing some more flexible funding uh, to allow the full general practice team to look after your health. So that means keeping the patient at the centre of care, but having the GP be the clinical leader of a, of a team that includes the necessary healthcare practitioners to look after the certain illnesses that people have. So that might be practice nurses or dietitians, diabetes educators, podiatrists and other healthcare workers to make sure we're all working really collaboratively together and, make, and getting people the best possible care. The Royal Australasian College of GPs has had a negative response, I think it's fair to say, to the idea of distributing money to primary healthcare networks instead of to the GP first. What's the AMA's position? Does the AMA agree with this approach of, of a team approach? But we've had a mixed response to the to the paper. A lot of the premise that it's built on is the same as our advocacy goals and, in fact, those of the college as well, that we do need some new models of funding to help support chronic and complex care. But what we would say we also need is a strengthening of the existing payment structures. You mentioned before the increasing out-of-pocket costs that people are facing to see a GP, and that's because the cost of providing care is now more than double the Medicare rebate that patients get back in their pockets. So we do need to still strengthen uh, the existing Medicare system that we have. And on top of that, we need this more flexible funding so that we can employ the care team, but also so that we can help support GPs to have that clinical leadership role. At the moment, the only care that's funded is when the patient is sitting with you in the consultation room or is on the other end of the phone. And we need to get a bit more modern than that. Uh, we need to make sure that we're funding that care when the doctor might be talking to other team members uh, or providing some more remote oversight of that clinical care.
On RN Drive, Dr Danielle McMullen, Vice President of the Australian Medical Association, is here talking about the need for a Medicare overhaul. Dr McMullen, the Grattan report says general practice needs to become a, a team sport. We only understand things in terms of sporting metaphors these days. Um, with <laughs> clinicians working under the leadership of a GP to provide more and better care. But how is this any different to the current situation where a GP might refer you to a dietitian, a physio, and then they report back to the referring doctor? So in many instances, that does already work pretty well. Uh, and particularly in rural and remote areas where they've got the workforce, we know that many of these regions really are using their team effectively and working together. But in a lot of places, and patients will know, it feels really siloed. Those letters don't always find their way back and forth. Uh, you turn up back at the GP and we don't have the results of the letters yet, so you spend half of your appointment trying to chase those. And so not all of this is a funding solution. Some of it is technology-based and relationships-based to make sure that we actually are communicating effectively as a team so that as a patient, you understand who's in your team uh, and who has your health information and can help support you in your healthcare journey so that you don't feel like you're running between a million different disconnected appointments. The Grattan Institute report also criticises what they call a need for speed, uh, where GPs are awarded for, you know, seeing more patients, so just billing, 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 uh, regardless of the complexity um, of the issue that the patient is presenting with. How would you actually fix that, though? Because if you don't bill per number of patients you see, isn't there like there's a disincentive to see more patients? It is a tricky balance to strike and at the moment the way the MBS or the Medicare funding is structured is that there is um, what we would see as a disadvantageous benefit to shorter consultations and it does lead potentially to some shortening of, of visits but also it um, leads to things like the gender pay gap that we see in primary care where those who spend longer with their patients get less, patients get less of a rebate and doctors tend to have less of a, an income for spending a longer consultation. So we do need to rebalance some of those items and make sure that we are rewarding comprehensive care. Uh, and that will likely be, we think, through a combination of revisiting the rebates for our standard items as they are at the moment and also introducing some of that more flexible funding to cover the, the practice-based care and the remote, non-face-to-face -face leadership type care that GPs are providing. Now, you hear a lot about GP shortages, but what I found quite interesting in the Grattan report was uh, it says that we're actually pretty well off in terms of GPs, both compared to the OECD average. And also um, they say there's a lot more in the pipeline. There's a, uh, the number of GPs in training increased by 77% in the past 10 years. Do you agree with that analysis that we don't need to worry about GP numbers in Australia? So that's the part of the report that we don't agree with. Uh, we've recently undertaken at the AMA a workforce research report that showed that we'll be 10,600 GPs short in the next decade and that aligns very well with another research report that Deloitte did earlier in the year saying around 11,000 GPs short. So we've had two independent papers showing that we do have a GP shortage and we've also all heard the numbers this year that we're seeing less medical students and junior doctors selecting general practice as a career. So 
we do potentially have more GPs than some other international counterparts, but we know that general practice is a really cost-effective and highly clinically effective part of the healthcare system. Uh, and so our view is that we should continue to invest in general practice, that Australians do deserve access to their usual GP. And so we do need to be training more GPs, uh, resourcing them appropriately and making sure that we can work really well in teams. Speaking of money, the federal government has set aside a quarter of a billion dollars a year to fix Medicare. How does the AMA want to see that money divided up? So we'd really, we're working on that strengthening Medicare task force to help come up with the priorities for spending that money and, and firstly recognising that it's just the first step. Um, it, it is a significant amount of money but not enough to reform general practice and I think the department and government are aware of that. But we do want to see that money invested into things, um, some programs that already exist to improve abilities to hire nurses and other allied health staff in general practice. We want to improve access to after-hours care and we want to improve access to some chronic disease issues like wound management and, and other chronic issues that patients face and face significant out-of-pocket costs at the moment. Dr Daniel McMullen, thank you for joining me. Thanks very much. Dr. Dr. McMullen is the Vice President of the Australian Medical Association. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.